1: Welcome back, friends. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Award season. The time when we all gather around the TV and pretend we're hobnobbing with celebrities. The glitz, the glamour, the long speeches that get played off by random music. I love it all. Of course, we're not just here to go off on weird, random rants about award season. No, we have a guest who this year is in the middle of it all. Today's guest is actress, singer, and writer Killy Karsten. Killy Karsten is a rising star in the entertainment industry. She recently starred as Natalie Fableman in Steven Spielberg's acclaimed film, The Fablemans, which won the Golden Globe for Best Motion Picture Drama and has received seven Academy Award nominations. Wow! She grew up in a Fablemans like household where her family was entrenched in the arts. Her mom is a choreographer and her dad is an artistic director. As I found out in this conversation, Keely's family really fostered her passion for performance, which has led her to early success on screen and stage. Keely recently starred as small Allison in the Coachella Valley Repertory's production of the Tony award-winning musical, Fun Home. On the TV front, she was recently seen in Amazon's Hunters alongside Al Pacino. I had such a lovely time with Keeley, discussing what it was like working on The Fablemans, acts of kindness from co-stars like Michelle Williams and even Steven Spielberg, and much more. As always, stay tuned after the interview for your kindness tip of the week. You can also stay tuned to give us a five-star review, what, what? Or follow us on social media at Art of Kindness Pod. Now, without further ado, please enjoy the kind Keeley Karsten. Hello. Hello. How are you?
0: Good. How
1: are you? I'm good, Keely. I'm so excited to talk to you today. I'm Rob. It's nice to meet you. (laughs) Hi. We're going to have a good time. The Fablemans is not only one of my favorite movies of the year, but I think it's now one of my favorite movies of all time. It was so beautiful and you're wonderful in it, of course, alongside your amazing cast.
0: Thank you. Of
1: course. I'm sure you've been getting so many compliments (laughs) on it and about your performance. But before I just keep complimenting you for hours, I love to ask because I feel like our industry comes with a lot of compliments sometimes they're sincere hopefully always but sometimes they're not how are you at receiving compliments when they come your way
0: um I always get a little bit awkward when receiving compliments I'm not always sure what to say (laughs) (laughs) um but it's always very kind I think I've had a lot of kind people tell me some really sweet things um so far and I've been very lucky Um, but I usually just say, thank you.
1: (laughs) That's so smart. A lot of people don't do that, that are well beyond your years. So I feel like that's very wise because it is just easier to say, thank you. I get awkward too, but you know, (laughs) yeah, Yeah. I do think about like when I compliment somebody, I really want them to hear it. So it is always easier to just say thank you versus being like, no, that's not true. You know what I mean?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I agree.
1: So obviously we're here to talk about the Fablemans, but this is the art of kindness. So we kind of approach everything through that lens. So Keely, I would love to know, just to start out, what is your definition of kindness or what does it mean to you?
0: Well, I think for me, kindness is like a bunch of different things, but I think kindness is like really an action. It's taking the time to talk to someone if they're having a rough time. Um, I think it's taking the time to listen, to try and understand, to be there for someone. But I also think most importantly, kindness is caring about someone else enough to reach out.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's so important to do that. I feel like we live in a time where we're more connected than ever, but sometimes it's a paradox because we, we're we disconnected. We're just kind of shouting into the void on social media. Right. So I think it's great that you said that. And hopefully people listening, it's a good reminder. I wonder, too, if you kind of learned that growing up, because I hear your family is all involved in the arts, which is super cool. And I feel like artistic people are very kind and empathetic. Your mom's, I think, a choreographer and your dad's an artistic director, which is so cool.
0: Thank you. I
1: mean, what was it like growing up in a theater driven family? It's kind of like your own little Fableman's situation in a way.
0: Yeah, in a way. Um, I think growing up with art was kind of what pushed me into acting. Um, I've always, you know, been super involved in the theater. I love doing theater. But I think my parents lead their lives with such kindness. Um, my parents, their parents, like my grandparents are the sweetest people ever. Mm. Um, and I think that I have learned a lot. I think my definition of kindness is you know, what my mom has taught me is the definition of kindness throughout the years. Um, and so, yeah, I do think that art has helped me in a bunch of different ways, including being kind. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: And do they keep giving you advice as your star meter is growing? I guess, for lack of a better metaphor, you know, <laughs> they've been in the arts for a while. What what do they kind of tell you about conducting yourselves, whether it's in a rehearsal room? I know you do theater or on set.
0: I definitely think that something that we kind of talk about is staying grounded, which is important to me. Um, my parents are have always been super grounded, and they know how to take compliments perfectly. <laughs> like they always know exactly what to say. Um, and I just think also, you know, obviously they've been in the arts for much longer than me, but I trust my parents' advice more than anybody else's because they know what they're doing. Yes, so I still get a ton of advice.
1: Oh, and they know you. So it's, it's personalized and I'm glad you're respectful and able to hear that. I think that's wonderful.
0: <laughs> of course. Yeah. So. <laughs> I love getting advice from my parents because they usually say some of the best things. And sometimes yeah. I'm a little bit defensive at first I get that. because there's some things, you know, I have to change. But then I'm like, oh, you know what? That was actually really good. Now <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're like, no, mom. And then you're like in the car later or something. You're thinking, oh, they're right. But I don't want to admit it. But I'm going to take that in. It's that kind of thing where, yeah, yeah it hits you later. Exactly. I totally get that. Well, I guess getting into the Fablemans, which is the talk of the town. Congratulations again. It's such a beautiful film and, and such a love letter to the arts and following your passions. So I, I, I'm guessing your parents are extra proud of you just because of the movie's content first of all steven spielberg okay we got to talk about steven spielberg i guess start out at the beginning let's start at the very beginning he is famous for his audition process especially with younger actors what was yours like i mean is there anything interesting that happened that you could share
0: well we filmed the movie over covid still so the audition process was self-tapes so hmm. I did the first self-tape for an untitled Amblin project. Um, and then I got a call back and it was a long, really beautiful scene that I was so excited about and I did it. And I still think it has been one of the best auditions that I've ever done. Hmm. <laughs> and it was really actually amazing. And I sent it in and then obviously we got the call a few days later. Um, but it was still special to me. Yeah. My agent and manager called me and told me. And I was crying. I was so happy. Oh,
1: I'm sure. That's the best call ever to get. So then when did you first meet Steven? I mean, that must have been, I would have been intimidated. Like, what, talk me through that.
0: Stephen on the first day of filming. So I came onto the set and it was still on COVID. So he was wearing goggles and a space mask and this like shield over <laughs> his face. And I was, I was really scared. It up first, but I think something about Steven is that he creates the best atmosphere on set. So I definitely have gotten to know him a lot better now. And you know, I've seen him at the premieres and little parties and things without a mask. <laughs> oh, there you go, like hi, Steven. <laughs> yeah, and then it's a little easier to talk to him about mm. things. But I really became much closer, like later <laughs> on.
1: Yeah, you're like, that's what you look like. Okay, oh,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Does anything stick out to you as being a lesson you'll take with you from Steven as you worked with him? I mean, I'm sure there were a bunch of things you kind of learned along the way, but any takeaway that you feel like is going to really just stay with you?
0: Yeah, I definitely think that Steven is just seriously like the kindest person ever. And I say this all the time, but he really is. Um, He has amazing vision and the best imagination. Mm. Um, But I think what I loved about Stephen was that he came on to set every day, excited for a new adventure, like whatever it would be. You know, and something I like to say is Stephen is like a little kid himself. Like he's always just so happy to be there. And I think that was something that, of course, inspired me. You know, I want to be just as happy with whatever I do, <laughs> including acting, yeah. as he is with directing.
1: And it really trickles down from the top, I feel like. I mean, I've been on sets where it's the opposite. You know, if if the people on top aren't leading with a positive vibe, sometimes it can get a little tense. And, you know, that's not the best atmosphere to work with. So I'm glad to hear that. (laughs) Obviously, the film was so close to his heart and about, in a way, his family. So you play Natalie Fableman. I don't need to tell you that. You're like, what I do? (laughs) What was it like to kind of form a bond with your family and your fellow castmates? I'm guessing during COVID, it was especially weird to kind of just jump in and be family right away. Right. Did you guys do anything to kind of make that
0: happen? I didn't meet the sister who Natalie is based off of, which is Sue Spielberg, who is also just the kindest person Uh till some of the last days on set. Um, But once I met her, I really formed like a special bond with her. Like I write Sue still now all the time and we talk Uh to each other about different things, but, um, it was really important to me to hear, you know, what Sue had to say about how, what her life was like. And I took a lot of that and tried my hardest to put it into my performance. But also, you know, I worked with Julia Butters and every day we would have lunch in our trailer together and kind of just continue to get to know each other until we, of course, became best friends. And I like to say that Michelle Williams to me like her daughter, you know, like she'd be mm. like, you need water, you have to hydrate or eat cucumbers and not bread in the dinner scene. Yeah. <laughs> like what my mom would say. And we actually did form like a family bond on set.
1: Oh, it is a funny thing to eat on camera. So getting advice from these people yeah. that have been around a long time, they're like, don't take a big bite. You don't don't even really chew sometimes, just eat something not messy. <laughs>
0: the thing is though, funny enough, um, Stephen is, he loves when people like really eat. Like he'd be mm. like, you guys have to eat more. Yeah. <laughs> <And he> would, <laughs> we would have to eat a lot. I had um, one co star who is much younger who ate about like a pound of bread <laughs> in a oh dinner God. scene <laughs> because we were like eating a lot.
1: That's amazing. Yeah. I think back to, have you seen Hook? Yes, I have seen Hook. There's like that famous dinner scene where it's imaginary, but that, yeah, it looks so good. So that kind of checks yeah. out. Everyone's picking out and Rubbing stuff on their faces.
0: it the looks really good. Our food was good, too. We had, um, I'm not sure what it's called, but it's like this pancake consistency. I think it's matzah. Um, it really is just the tastiest thing. I, like, I had never tried it before, and <laughs> I loved it. I ate so much of that in one scene. Oh, that's um, amazing. But the food is actually pretty good. <laughs>
1: that's good to know. I also, I like Michelle's hack. I mean, I shouldn't say this, and I'm not going to do it because it's not good for the environment. But I love that she just takes the tablecloth and just wraps everything up and throws it away. Uh,
0: like, that's yeah, a, I know. That's a great idea. It makes things Michelle. quicker, doesn't it?
1: Oh yeah, totally. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I might have to do that in my real life. Well, speaking of Michelle, who I bow down to, I'm such a big fan of her. Her role is so pivotal in the film, obviously, and she's such an incredible performer. And I'm, I'm sure so many of us look up to her. What was it like just working with her? I know you said you kind of formed this mom daughter relationship.
0: I did. I loved working with Michelle Williams. I mean, she is so talented, and I think something that was that I. Learned was she was able to, you know, obviously be kind to everyone around, but take her space, you know, to get ready for the next scene she was going to do, be able to kind of like get focused in her own little bubble. And I had a harder time with that when I started, you know, because I always wanted to be like, hello, how are you? Mm This and this. And I think it was important for me to learn that um, what she did, it's okay to take your own little bubble to focus and yet still be kind to everyone around you yeah. um but otherwise i really love working with michelle she gave me a lot of great advice and it was really amazing working with her obviously
1: yeah well what's some advice she gave you i guess because we have a lot of performers that listen to this podcast so anything you could share about acting or, or whatever in the industry from such an acting titan i mean you're one too but she's just been around for so long and is so acclaimed
0: i know um I remember I had a few heavier scenes where I had to do a lot of crying. Mm. And um I was, you know, obviously taking a little break and Michelle was like, You gotta hydrate, darling. She she would all be like, darling, or sweetheart and stuff like that, which is so sweet. She was <laughs> like, You gotta you gotta hydrate because it's really gonna help you. And I didn't drink water like really that much. And now I drink water all the time when I have heavier things because I didn't know that it actually does help you so much mm. with, with crying, <laughs> um, which yeah. was great advice.
1: Yeah. Cause you can't cry if your body's like a desert and there's no water, there's nothing is going to come out. It's like they got yeah, exactly. little, that little pen and put it on your eyes or something to get a tear.
0: Yeah. Like a little eye drop.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or like, can you're like, can you CGI that? They're like, no, that's actually not a budget. <laughs> nailed those scenes by the way. And, and I love that's that true. advice. Yeah. And I think that's really tangible. Going back to the beginning of the film, you know, at the start of the film, we see Sammy, he first kind of finds his passion for filmmaking as a child when he tries to recreate this crazy crash scene in the greatest show on earth, which might not be that crazy to us now, uh, looking at some of the movies we've had come out, but it was such a a wild scene to see in theaters at the time. So I'd love to know if you have had that moment where not not that you've been on a train and crashed. But if if there's a a movie or a performer who sort of inspired you to follow your dreams, like how this movie inspired Sammy.
0: I think um, I've had a bunch of movies and different plays that have inspired me. But um, there are two actresses who really, really inspire me. Um, One of them being Rachel McAdams, just because Mm -hmm. I kind of started out watching her performances. And she is just so amazing, so vulnerable with the camera. And she is someone that I obviously have just loved um, looking at from the start. And mm-hmm. then um, the second person is Michelle Williams. I yes. do love a lot of Michelle's work. And <laughs> I have seen a lot of it. And she is also just, and it was so amazing to watch her on set, like do her thing. <laughs> like oh, yeah. She is just so not only open, but like so available to do, you know, whatever she needed to do. And I mean, I've always been a big fan of both of theirs. So they kind of have really actually inspired me, Jack.
1: (laughs) Those are great choices. Rachel McAdams, I mean, she's not underrated, but I feel like she doesn't always get the credit she deserves because she comes on screen and you're just like, you can exhale. Like, she's just so wonderful to watch and you immediately love her no matter what it is.
0: And I wouldn't say like underrated, but I feel like, doesn't i agree she doesn't always get the credit like she deserves because she really is just so amazing like she is really one of my favorites (laughs) and i agree agree.
1: yeah i mean underrated is not even the word it's like you're right it's it's just like she's not up there always like accepting the awards and doing the talks but she's putting in solid work and we all love her and she's doing fine she gets the recognition she needs but (laughs) i'm glad you got to work with one of your idols that's so cool i even heard her say in an interview that, you know, Steven would be smiling and everyone would be so happy with the take, but then she'd run over and be like, what else can I do? Can I make it better? It's like, she wouldn't just give up. She would make it even more wild, which I think is so cool.
0: Definitely that kind of person who's just like open to try whatever she would do.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, with COVID, I'm wondering too, did that make you guys bond even more and feel more like a family? Because people couldn't really, I'm guessing a lot of other people couldn't be around you depending on what the zone was at the time or the restrictions.
0: Right. Yeah, I think actually, well, a lot of the people who worked on set with us, you know, just wore masks and we're always around and I I also have a ton of friends who worked on set who weren't actors. Um, but I also think that something about COVID was just like different because, you know, we would have to wear shields and masks a lot of the time. Um and, you know, it was a lot different now when, mm. you know, COVID's not over, but we don't always have to wear masks and we can really like talk together. Whereas before everyone was a lot more careful because nobody wanted to get COVID because we didn't want the filming to stop. But I think that was a shame. But then again, we had a lot of fun and we would find ways around COVID to hang out together. And you know, those were obviously different than if COVID hadn't happened. So I'm just glad that, It was the way it was. It was really the most amazing experience.
1: Either way. Well, and in the movie, wound up amazing. I think almost (laughs) when everyone's wearing masks, it makes it kind of theatrical, too, because you're looking out and you're not really seeing the crew. It's like everyone's covered and you're kind of just there to do your thing. Yeah. I know we kind of touched on it, but do you have any stories you can share about acts of kindness on set just across the board? Anything you remember, maybe, you know, from your first day to, to the end?
0: I think um one moment that actually really comes to mind was when I was at my first red carpet premiere at TIFF. Um, and I was standing outside as Steven Spielberg came out um, and loads of people were screaming his name and freaking out. Um, And I was a little frightened. Um, Red carpets can be pretty overwhelming. There are lots of photographers, interviewers, lots of people shouting at you. Oh, yeah. And um, it's
1: intense, too. I mean, I've been on the other side, too, as a reporter. And it's like all the reporters are fighting for the right spot. It can get really wild. Yeah.
0: But um, he even saw me. He took a moment. to come over and he's like, Keely, giving me a hug and talking to me. And, you know, because of COVID, we hadn't talked as much. So we had a nice conversation, Um, but I think what was most important was he knew it was a lot for me to take in Mm. Um, and he took the time to make sure that I was okay. And for me, that was an act of kindness.
1: That's really sweet, especially because (laughs) the movie's done and he doesn't really have to do anything for anybody. And he's Steven Spielberg. And so to just have a moment (laughs) of humanity amidst this wild (laughs) circus of flashing lights, I think that's really beautiful.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I agree.
1: Yeah. Well, the movie was so well-received then and and now, I mean, it's gotten so much awards recognition. It's going to be nominated at the Academy Awards, which is wild. What's it like having, you know, your first big motion picture be a part of the Oscars and all this? What does that feel like?
0: I mean, it's amazing. Like, um, I found out that we had won the Golden Globe and I was crying. I was freaking (laughs) out. I was so excited. Um, And I was so, I'm just so really so happy that the film is you know getting the recognition that I had hoped for it to get um, because it really is a beautiful story about art and Stephen's family and and you know how he became the talented hard worker that he is today and I'm I'm really just really happy for Stephen and the rest of the cast. <laughs>
1: um, well I'm guessing did you grow up watching the Oscars every year like it must be insane now to be kind of a part of it.
0: Yeah, I, I know I did watch I do watch Jaspers every year. Um so yeah. it is kind of crazy yeah. to imagine that a movie that I'm in is nominated. <laughs> that is kind of wild, but I'm it's just amazing. really excited. It's yeah. well
1: deserved and I'm sending you guys all the good vibes. I can't wait to see what happens just to kind of shift to a different pocket of your life with kindness. I think kindness is obviously also giving back and helping others. And I loved oh. reading that you work with Lady Gaga's Born This Way Foundation and you've help them out, an organization that I've worked with and I love. Can you talk to me about getting involved with them and why it's so important to you?
0: Of course. Um, <laughs> I am an ambassador for the Born This Way Foundation by Lady Baga. I cool. really love this foundation because it makes kindness cool and it, it tries to validate people's feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, they have so many wonderful programs to support young people and learning how to deal with mental health, but My favorite is a free online course that teaches you five golden rules, just all covering what to do if you have a friend struggling with mental health or if you're struggling with mental health and how to deal with it. And it's called the Be There Certificate. Um, It was really useful for me because I know a few friends who struggle with their mental health. Mm -hmm. And what I wanted to learn about and share was how important it was to be there for someone in the right way.
1: (laughs) I love that. I think I'm really we, excited. Oh, I'm so happy you're doing that. Thank you. Because it is the kind of thing where we all struggle with that on occasion. And to have something simple like that, where you can go on and take the certification. I'm going to look that up after this. And I hope everybody listening.
0: It's so good. Checks it, it actually out. is so good.
1: Oh, that's amazing.
0: And it was actually really quite fun to do. Because there are all these videos of people sharing their own stories. And you kind of get to like listen to then the person that helped them mm. the most. And then there are different scenarios that they give you to see, you know. And then there are like these questions to tell you, like what you would do, and then you answer them. And then later on, hopefully, if you get something wrong, they change because you've learned throughout the course. Um, it's just really, I love this mm. foundation. Oh,
1: I love that. Do you, is there an aspect of it, or even just in the world today? I would love your perspective as a younger artist. Is there something that you feel like you would really love to help change under that specifically? I mean, is there a a cause that's really close to your heart, something specific? You mentioned mental health. Anything you want to shout out?
0: I think sometimes I struggle a little bit with more like kind of standards of what is considered beautiful, I guess, Mm. what is considered like the perfect body type, Um, just continuing and growing diversity in projects. I think as much as the industry is starting to change, I believe a lot of young actors, like myself included, um, feel like we have to strive to be perfect. But I believe that the beauty of our art form is not about being perfect. It's not mm. perfection, but it's about like being natural and honesty. You know what I mean? And yeah. the actual art form itself, not about how you look, which mm. I think that's something also important to me that I struggle with sometimes.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. But then, you know, as you talk to people more and more, which I'm fortunate to do, I just had Jodie Benson on recently, who's the voice of Ariel and The Little Mermaid. I and know her. Kind, yeah, she's such a kind person. And she told this amazing story about how she was at the premiere of The Little Mermaid and it was about to be part of my world. And the composer and and lyricist Howard turned to her and said, you know, you're not going to be happy with the version we chose because it's not the perfect version, but it was the perfect version for Ariel. And like her voice didn't sound perfect, quote unquote. So I think it's a similar thing where people are attracted to authenticity and honesty.
0: Yeah. They don't want
1: to see that filtered Instagram anymore, you know?
0: I know, I know, I know, I agree. I also love the word authenticity. That's, I just had to say, that's so perfect to describe (laughs) that.
1: Yeah, I love that too. Well, we are perfectly teed up for a surprise game if you're down. Of course, I am. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's called the compliment game because you didn't get enough compliments already. Basically, I reached out to someone in your life for a compliment about you or a loving statement. I'm going to read it to you, and then you have to try to guess who said it. Everyone's beautiful in their own way. It's the compliment game on me. It's the compliment. Compliment. Yay.
0: That's hard because let me tell you, yeah. I have some of the sweetest people in my life.
1: Okay, yeah, but- it's, it's not a perfect game. It might be a little difficult. I can answer yes or no questions that you have. I don't really know anything, so I'll try my best. <laughs> but we'll say you get like three guesses just to kind of okay. limit it around here. I usually ask for a hint.
0: Okay. And
1: there's a, there's a bit of a hint I can give you. And I think this one this one's pretty specific, so I think it'll narrow it down from the get-go. Oh, wow. This is fun. Okay. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. I'm here to help you or try to help you. All right. I'm going to read it to you. Keely's just constantly radiating good vibes and positive energy, unless she's making you cry with a gut wrenching performance. It's hard to be in a poor mood around her. I'm stoked to see the kind of person she continues to grow into. Now, I know that could be a lot of people. So I'll right off the bat say it is someone in the Fableman's world.
0: Really?
1: Yeah, I stayed on theme.
0: Oh. <laughs> That's really hard. Is it? Is it someone in the cast? Yes. Wait, so, uh, is it Julia Butters?
1: No, but okay. I'm sure she feels the same way. <laughs> I wasn't sure. <laughs> oh, who could
0: this Is it Gabriel LaBelle?
1: It is, it's Gabriel LaBelle. Really? Yeah, it's Gabe
0: sweetest thing
1: no way <laughs> yeah you took the time to send this over which was super sweet because I know you guys are all so busy so thank you Gabe
0: yeah thank you Gabe what that's so
1: sweet oh, well, I what? love
0: him oh. I was just gonna ask you what do you
1: love about working with Gabe I
0: love about working with Gabe Gabe is the funniest person ever and I think what I loved about working with Gabe was we had a totally brother-sister kind of like relationship mm-hmm. on set. And sometimes, you know, we have a little argue here and there, but we just have the funnest time. And it's it's obviously play fighting. But yeah. I remember there was one scene I had with Gabe where we were like improvising this little argument. Oh, it's one of my favorite scenes. And I remember Steven saying to me, that was one of my favorite scenes that you did. Wow. all over. And I, I, Oh, I'm so happy. Said, that's so sweet. Oh,
1: I'm so glad. Yes. You'll have to thank him for us because that was really such a loving statement. And when this comes out, you can play it again and again to yourself, but he's, he seems like a wonderful person too. He is. You mentioned improv. That's, that's so interesting. Did you guys improvise a lot? What were the guidelines there?
0: Not really. We didn't improvise too much just because it wasn't really needed. Um, yeah, Tony I think the Kushner, script right? kind of, I mean... yeah, I know. <laughs> Tony Kushner kind of like summed it up pretty perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, there was one or two scenes where we kind of just kept going and those are some of my favorites too, because it's like mm. fun to see how other people would talk as their characters. Do you know what I mean? Like that was really mm. fun for me to hear too. I remember, I think it was the second day on set. It was a lot of improv. And it was my first film, so I wasn't too good at improv. <laughs> so I was really scared, but I managed to get through it.
1: <laughs> no, you can't tell, but it is the, I just shot something where, and I, you know, I, it, it was a big movie, but I didn't have a big part. So I kind of came up on there and I was kind of like, oh, we're improv Like, you don't know if you're allowed almost. You have that weird feeling of, is this okay if I join the party and make up a line too? So I don't know if you had 100%. a similar thing.
0: hundred percent. Like, it's always a little bit like, if I say this and they're like no 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 no. wait 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 yeah (laughs) don't say that (laughs) it's always that little like voice in your head but you just gotta like push it back yeah and continue on
1: shove it down and then the voice in your head probably is part of the reason why they cast you in the role like I'm sure the character similarly was having thoughts of oh is it okay to talk or whatever so I think it works out in the end you know
0: that's true that's true because you just gotta like It's fun, though, to watch other people kind of like talk as their characters. That's fun to watch.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I love that. You know, speaking of improv, I see a lot of auditions now where it's kind of required. What's your advice overall, I guess, for auditioning? I would love to know if you have any tactics for kind of not getting in your own way, because sometimes you can get in your own head, like you're saying.
0: Yeah, I. Something that has always been important to me when auditioning is really kind of, you know, obviously memorizing mem- memorizing the lines. All right, <laughs> my head blanked a little bit. Um, memorizing lines, but I like to kind of get a sense of the character and choose how the character's feeling that day. So I like to kind of usually when I actually get roles, I write journals or diaries for them to mm-hmm. kind of like get a sense of the character. But through auditions, I kind of like to choose how this person's feeling. You know, I have these 10 questions that I use, um, oh. and they all kind of help me with how she's feeling in a scene, what's underneath her performance, like the subtext, and all those little things that I like to do for each scene of an audition that help me get a sense of the character to kind of show them what it would be like if I actually you know, was filming. Oh,
1: that's such amazing advice.
0: that sounds like a
1: great method and obviously it's working out and I hope it continues to work out and I wish you all the success in the world you too I would love if we could just end our time together by sharing a different piece of advice maybe a tangible kindness tip that you think listeners should incorporate into their day
0: right I think if I was listening to this um a piece of advice that I would maybe want to hear was to not be so hard on yourself Hmm. I sometimes feel like I'm Trying to be kind to everyone, but not kind to myself. I can be pretty harsh on myself, um, and I think remembering to be kind towards yourself is also an act of kindness.
1: Mm, I agree because you can't give from an empty cup. So if you're beating your cup yeah. around, you're mean to your cup. You know. Yeah, you, exactly. Yeah, yeah.
0: There's this saying that I love that is, um, nobody is going to love you if you don't love yourself, mm. and it sounds a little harsh, but it's true. <sighs> It is true. Of <laughs> you gotta love yourself. You gotta love the body that you came. <laughs> there you go.
1: And same with the the head that you got. Because I took a class once with shout out to Lee, one of my acting teachers in in New York, and she said Ooh. everyone always asks her like the popular question is how do you get out of your own head? And she's like, you can't. You're always going to be in your head, but you can befriend the mean voice in your head, or just like not give weight to it. And I think it's a similar thing. Like you got to love yourself. I like that. Yeah.
0: I like that. I like that. That's
1: true. okay. Good. Yeah, that was a free one. Take it with you. Well, I want to thank. You. I want to thank you so much for your time. This was so wonderful. You're lovely. Ooh. I wish you the best, and I hope that you guys sweep the Oscars and everything going forward. And I'm just glad that you know now younger artists have someone like you to look up to because
0: you're killing <laughs> it,
1: and you seem like such a genuine, kind person.
0: Thank you. You too. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun.
1: Oh, good. Yeah. Come back again. We have a good time.
0: Anytime.
1: (laughs) And now it's time for your kindness tip of the week. Today's kindness tip is to do something for your future self. Do something for your future self. Now, certainly there are things we can do for our future selves that we'll be grateful for, like going to college or investing in some stocks. I don't know. I'm talking about the smaller everyday things. Like the other day, I put tissues in my jacket pocket, anticipating that when I was out on my run, okay, my walk, fine, in the cold weather, my nose might be in need of some tissues. And I was right. And I was thankful for it. Or the other night, we set our coffee so it would be ready in the morning. These kinds of things. What's something you do that's kind for your future self? This might be random, but I recently got this face wash that I need to tell you all about. It is from the TrickScent Forever Young collection. Because you know I want to look as young as a baby, y'all. <laughs> I have their vitamin C face wash, and it is the only face wash I will ever use for the rest of my life from now on until they stop making it, which I hope is never because it just leaves me feeling. So clean, and I swear, my face glows. My face glows! And my future self is going to thank my past self for using it. Let me know some kind things you do for yourself on social media at Art of Kindness Pod or at Rob Peter Paul. We're forming a kindness community on there. Oh, audio hug! Thank you for tuning in, as always. And until next time, please remember, everything's gonna be a okay.